0: Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Bleck, usually with Adam Abdallah. We host weeknights 6 day right here on ESPN 1000. And we also host the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Some news here at the top of the show. The reason Abdallah is not on the show today and probably won't be on the show for the next couple of weeks here on the Bear Down Podcast, he and his wife, Whitney, they had their baby daughter. Uh, yesterday, which was Wednesday, ten fourteen a.m. Six pounds zero ounces. Layla Rylan Abdallah, welcome to the world. So Abdallah will be on uh, on break for a couple of weeks uh, as he is a new daddy. So congratulate the Abdallahs there, and uh, we will talk to Abdallah. I think he will uh, he'll pop in and out uh, at the station a couple of times in the next couple of weeks, but uh, for the most part here in the month of January. Abdallah will be uh, at home learning to become a father. Uh, so good luck to Adam and to Whitney. Whitney was doing all the work. Uh, Adam was there. Uh, he w- he talked a big game about not passing out during the birth process, uh, and I all reports are he he was great. He did put a chair side by next to him to make sure he didn't fall. Uh, but uh, everyone's great. Everyone's happy and healthy. So shout out to the Abdallahs. And uh, so Abdallah will be off the podcast for a couple of weeks here on the Bear Down podcast. We do have news in regards to the Bears. And Matt Eberflus told us the other day on Wednesday that Justin Fields will not play against the Minnesota Vikings. It's week 18 in the NFL. The Bears are now limping into a situation here where they have been terrible. And as they, they enter the final stretch of the season at 3-13 and with the game at home against the Vikings on Sunday, Justin Fields will not play. So to me, there's very little that we can really take from this because offensively, a lot of what's going to be here and on the field on Sunday won't be worth watching slash won't matter to the future of this team. Everything about this team this season has been about Justin Fields and his development. Matt Eberflus on Wednesday told us this.
1: Justin Fields. All right, so Justin Fields uh, came in on Monday uh, morning um, with a sore hip. And he, you know, which many times happens to players, you know, they come in with uh, soreness that they didn't anticipate to be like that. And uh, so we, we sent him to get an MRI uh, on his hip, and he uh that he had a strain in his hip. Um, so uh, he's not going to be at full speed this week, and the medical staff has ruled him out uh, for this week. Um, This is not a long-term injury, Um, so just
0: so we know that. Um, Nathan Peterman will be the starting quarterback. So that was on Wednesday for Matt Eberflus at Hallis Hall. And a part of what this podcast is designed to do is to bring audio from Hallis Hall to you, the Bears fan. And then also, Abdallah and I talk about the team, and and that's kind of uh, the foundation to what we are doing on this podcast. I'll say this. Matt Eberflus is giving you the best that they can give you on what the situation is. I don't have behind-the-scenes intel, but to me, it doesn't sniff as if the toughest player on the team is all that injured, and it's more like, let's just make sure we don't win this one against the Vikings so then we can get the draft selection at this point because we're really not playing for anything, and we don't want to get it passed up and drop to third or fourth, wherever the case may be within the standings in the final week of this season. Let's solidify a top two pick and let's make sure things are are ready for the future in this franchise. We all know we've been watching all season long and, and this year doesn't matter. The reason I say that is because we've seen Justin Fields and I believe it was Mark Potash who pointed it out to Matt Eberflus on Wednesday that Justin Fields has had far more severe injuries this season. And he's been day to day. He's played. And he's battled through. So why is it different now? And Flus's response to Potash was, well, the doctors ruled him out. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that here on this podcast. It does not matter. Right? Like in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. If there was a playoff game this weekend, it would be the biggest story in town. But it's not. It's the final game, week eighteen, in a game that does not matter for the Chicago Bears. I would imagine for most of the game, it probably won't matter for the Vikings either. I doubt they'll play their starters for four four quarters, and that's why here on on the Thursday edition of the Bear Down podcast, we usually preview the weekend's games. But this game does not matter for the Bears. So a, a larger picture to kind of paint, though, with Justin Fields. Now that his season is over, he played in fifteen games. His completion percentage was 60.4. He threw for 2,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, quarterback rating of 85.2. He was sacked 55 times. He also ran the football a ton this season. Obviously, it's been documented. He has a chance, or he had a chance, I should say, to break the single-season rushing record for a quarterback. He won't do it but he had a hell of a year. He had 160 attempts on the ground. He ran for 1,143 yards. He ran for eight touchdowns. He also had nine fumbles. So kind of put that in the back of your mind as well. When you're trying to figure out things for Justin Fields to approve upon for the next season. So when you look and you, you close this chapter In the career of Justin Fields, I have a couple of main takeaways. Number one, we saw improvement. From year one to year two, he absolutely improved. With what's around him, he absolutely made the best of what he had to work with. And I think that's what's important here. Has he shown us what Trevor Lawrence has been able to do with Jacksonville? No, but I feel as if they're in a far better situation to allow their quarterback to succeed in year two. Justin Fields, for the most part, to me, has been working with nothing, especially in like the last eight weeks of the season. In some of those games, we saw his most impactful steps forward as far as improvement goes. Does he have a lot of work ahead of him? Absolutely. I think there there are a couple plays that stick out to me. There was a boneheaded uh, little flip past the Komet that was like a, a screenplay that he overthrew Komet. It was picked off, I believe it was a pick six. And then after the game, Fields said, that will never happen again in my career. Until we get to last week against the Lions, At the end of the half, the final play, where he kind of just saw Pringle and flipped it, floated it off towards the sideline. And here comes Aiden Hutchinson, who was hiding on the sideline for the interception. Being a little nonchalant, some things that that Justin Fields needs to work on. But I do think that we saw a guy who can pass down the field. We saw a guy who, throughout the season, started to get better in the pocket his decision-making started to get better, and his legs really allowed the offense to thrive at times this season and also allowed the offense to survive. Now, going back to watching fields at Ohio State, his number one key was not a runner. This wasn't Lamar Jackson running all over the football fields in college. Louisville just ripping apart defenses, and then you have to question, can he pass on the next level because he's such a star athlete? Justin Fields at Ohio State was a pocket quarterback who made throws down the field and in that draft class was the best with accuracy down the field from the slash line to the sideline, down the football field, 20-plus yards. He was the best in the group. It was a highlight to why you would draft a player. So I think what is key here is that that is within him. And I think more time with an offensive line that could protect him and some better wide receivers would absolutely help Justin Fields in the future. And I think he will continue to progress. And I like what I saw in year one. Does he need to protect the football a little bit better? Yeah. I would point out when people complain about the fumbles, I would point to some young quarterbacks throw the football into double and triple coverage because they don't know how to protect the football for their team and the interception numbers balloon for a young player that has talent. I love that Justin Fields, last year threw 10 interceptions, and this season, while playing three more games, only threw 11. I think 17 touchdowns, not enough touchdowns through the air. I get it. 17 to 11 for a second-year player with no help. I will take that. I think it is very beneficial that that is the number. It wasn't something that was closer to, like, 15 and 15. I think that would be more concerning. I think going from 10 interceptions last year to 11 this year, still high. But to me... It didn't balloon with the more attempts and it didn't balloon with more games. And I think that's the key. We saw multiple times that maybe the touchdown passes weren't there, but he wasn't throwing the football away this year. I love that. Luke Getze on Thursday talked about Justin Fields and, and talked about the season basically being, being over for the quarterback and for the offense, the improvement of the offense to this point. Here's Luke Getze. Is it uh, on evaluating? fields as a passer and you look at the game like the lines it make it difficult based on the way the, the the game went and the way things went
1: yeah no just like any other game um you know first three drives were pretty good drives um after that i didn't think he played very well um in the past game you know we you know there was a we finished that first half you know he threw a great ball to Cole. we did, we lost the completion uh, we lost the protection on the very next play or else, you know, he, he put his eyes in the right place and, and he's about to rip it to BP who was open. Uh, we just were able to miss it. The protection kind of got to him. And it was kind of like after that um, we didn't really execute really well as, a, as, a, as an entire unit. It wasn't just him, I shouldn't say. But, uh, and so that was a little bit disappointing. Um, but, you know, take the fumble that he had or the strip, the strip fumble, you know, those, those types of plays, like we got to, you know, he snaps the ball. They're in one coverage catches the ball, they they rotate to a different coverage. He's gotta then play the play, the, you know with better instincts, so there's, things that we, there's a ton of things that we got to grow from uh, those those types of opportunities and so that game gets evaluated just like every other game. Again, I've, we're not going to make excuses about the way protection is or the way routes were. We, we, we all have a job to do and everybody will be evaluated
0: for that. So as Lou on Thursday. Have you seen growth in Justin Fields' progression as far as a passer goes? Have you seen the growth this season in Justin Fields?
1: I just joked about it before. I just said, you know, just, just take his press conferences at the beginning of the year to his press conferences at the end of the year, right? He's sitting there Telling you about every single play, I mean, he told you I mean, we had a trick play. I'm like, come on, dude, you can't do that. You can't go out in the public and say a trick. And so, no, just that 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 uh, becoming a pro, the leadership. The you know, you guys talked about. You know, I think you got challenged last week with you know how how did, what happened with Chase on the on the sideline, and he handled that. Like that's him becoming the leader of the football team and um, being a great pro and consistent every day. I think that's the most important thing. And then all the other stuff those guys see every day on the practice field, they see him getting better every day. So. Um, the results of it, the statistics that everyone's looking for, those will come, and we know that. Um, but like again, like I said, the most important thing is that we continue to see growth.
0: And Getsi continuing on about Fields improving his instincts while in there as the quarterback for the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, I think it's you know you 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 take it from the classroom, you take it to the practice field, and then you apply it in the games. And and so as long as you're, you, you, he's, he's proven that he can. He knows what to do. Um, he's proven in practice that he can apply. And then as you get to the real game experience, you talk about the real speed and the, the coverage is changing or the or pressure that's that, that's happening or whatever, something that changes and then being able to in a split second apply it appropriately, yes, that is that is, that is definitely an experience that uh, that he didn't have and he got a lot of this year. And so hopefully we continue to grow on that.
0: And I think uh, Luke Getzi's right there. And I, I think we've seen a lot of – You know, growth as far as the quarterback becoming the leader of the team this season. I think we hoped we would see it at the start. I don't know if it was guaranteed that he was 100% the leader of the team when we go back to September. As the season went along and we saw the brilliance from a young player using his legs to get the offense going... And then some of the plays that he made with his arm, it, it felt like the team realized that this guy is the dude. He's a real guy. He, he could be a star in the league. And we just need to go along with the ride. And we need to find a way to assist him. That's the way it felt. As someone watching, covering, enjoying this team, it felt like we hoped that he could be the guy. And then, like, by the midway point, it was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely the guy. And, like, that, that Patriots game seemed to signify a step forward. The Dallas game, even though the, the – like, here, here's why this season, I think, is so interesting. He played well, and I would argue he was the best player in the game against Minnesota when they lost on October the 9th. He was awesome in that contest. And the Bears lost, and it was a devastating way to lose. They go to the next week at home, short week against the Commanders. And the offense looked bad, but in the second half, he was making plays. And if you're a Bears fan, you've listened to this podcast, you have a number one wide receiver. That guy, cut, that guy catches that, that last uh, pass from Fields on the goal line. They fall in the end zone. We see it every week. Mooney got bobbled. He bobbled the ball and then flailed out of the end zone. A number one establishes his space, makes the catch, Bears win, different story. But in the following week, off of the mini bye for that New England game on Monday Night Football on October the 24th, it was like, wait, what we saw against Minnesota and what we're starting to see against the Washington uh, Commanders in the second half, this is real, and the Bears win, and what a surprise. And then you go to face off against Dallas, a team that at the time we're looking at as, as one of the better teams in the NFC. And I know that the Bears lose by 20, but for the most part of the game, Justin Fields kept them in that game. He played really well. It's like, okay, so th- this isn't a fluke. They, like, he is now developing into something. That's week six, seven, and eight. And then it follows it up with nine and ten. You lose to Miami and, and Detroit. Justin Fields is the best player in, the, in those contests as well. And I, I think that's where we could look at the stats at the end of the day and question different things uh, and, and comparing him to other quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence. But there were a handful of games this season played where Justin Fields was the best player in those games. And I think that is definitely a growing point. And some of the instincts that go along with being the best player on a team is definitely what we saw from Fields here in year two. Getsy more on balancing Fields, his passing, and the ability to make special plays with his legs.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it, that, that's part of the the uniqueness of of coaching guys that are special in a bunch of different ways like i was fortunate to coach a guy in my last stop that he doesn't see things like everybody else does and so you you work through that in the sense of like okay what's your why why did you do it communicate and he's he communicates that clearly more clearly than any person and human being in the world and so what's cool about justin is he's kind of on that path to be honest with you he has his why's, he sees what he sees and he's able to communicate that and so that's And then all you do is you just reflect, okay, the process tells you this. Now we need to apply it. And then um, you never ignore instincts. There's a lot of of plays, right? I I think I said this to you guys in here, that you start off in April and May and June, and you grind them into the process and the progression. And then once it's time to play, it's time to let the player bring it to life. And so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, call this play, and if it's one, how you're doing this, and if it's two, how you're doing this. And then he goes out and he says, well, the leverage in the one high was this. So I was working that all day. That's like he's making a decision for a reason. And so those conversations have been really good.
0: (sighs) If you're a Bears fan, that should make you feel good. Luke Getze talking about Justin Fields, his development, and what Getzey dealt with with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in the comparison to a young player picking up on the things that one of the all-time greats in NFL history picked up on, talked about, and, and played the game of football with. Some of that stuff. Justin Fields in year two is in that mold, that direction. That, that's the way it's heading. Now, who knows if he'll ever get to that point? And who knows if he'll ever be a, a Pro Bowl-worthy quarterback or a guy who's going to start in the league for more than a handful of years. I think if you're a Bears fan, the thing to be excited about is this is the best that we've seen in this situation. We've never seen a guy who is drafted by the team who has the talent, the pedigree, the mental side of things where not only as far as brilliance on the football field and, and the smarts like is talking about there, but also humble and a good guy off the field. And, and with his teammates mixed in with the ability that, and the potential of what he could be. We've never seen that from a guy who was drafted to the organization. And the reason I frame it that way is because I think it does a disservice to Bears fans and to Jay Cutler to suggest that he, he wasn't the most talented player to play the position for the franchise. He was, and he was damn good for quite some time for the Chicago Bears. Did he ever get to elite status? No, but he was Pro Bowl worthy, and he was pretty good a couple of those seasons. Justin Fields, though, was drafted by the Bears. He wasn't someone that they had to go trade for. And when you, like, look at it, what's cool is, like, clearly he gets it, and hopefully he will pass up what Cutler was in a Bears uniform pretty quickly. Because I would imagine next season's going to be go time. They're going to have to make a lot of moves offensively in free agency and in the draft, and the Bears are going to have to win some games. Because you can't rebuild for multiple seasons in the NFL. You just can't. It's not how it works. All right, it's Chris Black here on the Bear Down Podcast. Thank you for listening today. We will be back next week uh, when the regular season ends. The podcast will continue. Uh, We'll have a full Bears recap to the season next Tuesday. And then also we will continue on throughout the playoffs and the offseason. We'll be talking Bears football. We'll be talking about the NFL. We'll be talking about the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Uh, It's all right here on the Bear Down podcast. You can also listen to me tonight from 6 to 8 with Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. And I'll be back on Tuesday with another edition of the Bear Down podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app.